0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Well, welcome to the Bold Hunting Soul podcast. We've got uh, another guest here, and uh, if you follow me or uh, you know see me online or whatever, I'm sure you know this guy's name is Blaine Swanson. He's uh, he's uh, well, you you explain who you are. You're you're from up north of me, and um, kind of tell everybody yeah. who you are.
1: Yeah. So. My name is Blaine Swanson. I'm from uh, Kellier, Minnesota. That's it's uh, it's, it, it's pretty far up north. I'm about mm, man, 90 miles from the border. So
0: you're 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 um, like an honorary Canadian, pretty much, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. For the most part, that's about it.
0: Is it pretty uh, lonely up there? Is it a lot of people? I mean, what, what? I've never been up that far. Dude, I've never been up farther than... Uh, I haven't even been to Duluth. I'm down uh, just southwest of the metro, you know, Twin Cities here. Yeah. And um, I've never even... Act- the, the farthest north I've been on 35 is Barnum because I've got a buddy up there that lets me go up there and, uh, and rifle hunt on his property during rifle season and muzzleloader season. So okay. that's about the yeah. most north I've ever been in Minnesota, so...
1: Okay. Yeah, um... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of people up here it's it's pretty uh pretty quiet I'll say that um and uh I like it though um I've lived up here my whole life so I um, really don't know any different i i lived I did live in Cambridge for a little bit uh working with my brother but for a year but uh that's about the farthest south i've I've ever lived but that was for a year kind of temporary thing so but yeah it's it's nice up here really quiet a lot of lakes and yeah um really pretty in the summertime especially summer and fall um winter we just get a lot of snow and
0: yeah nasty no cold, shit. So. this year's been uh this year it was like just killer down here too and then not only yeah. that it was killer with um with 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 I don't know if you get much flooding up there or not or if everything just kind of flows down this way you know but Jesus I mean it was uh everything seemed to flood this year you know like my um the the Minnesota River and like any of the tributaries and like f- you know marshes and all that crap that feed it you know yeah. um they they were just you know my turkey spots were basically underwater for pretty much all but like you know 6 or 7 days total out of the season you know then it started to go down then it flooded again and it was it's just been crazy yeah, yeah.
1: no we don't get too much flooding um there it seems like there's enough low ground where it actually just kinda of pools up and it and it you know, nobody lives in the lower lower ground, so Right. Um so it's like it it doesn't affect us too much if it does flood, but um we don't have a lot of like big river valleys or anything like that, so it's not too much of an issue, but we definitely had a lot of snow this past winter. Yeah. Um I mean it was waist deep, you know, so really, really tough on the deer, but they actually, they actually seem to come out of it pretty good, um, you know, I mean, I thought they'd, there'd be nothing left of the deer herd up here, but um, they really didn't come out too bad, so.
0: You, uh, yeah. you, you get a lot of the dreaded wolves up there?
1: Oh, good lord, let's not even get into that. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's get into there's it. <laughs> a <few. laughs> there's a lot of wolves up here, yeah. Is there? Between the wolves and the hard winters, it's pretty rough on the deer herd, so I I've been down like this spring I hunted turkeys with my buddy Nick Hansen in uh the Farmington area, the yep. Redwood Falls area kind of that area in mm-hmm. the state. So kind of we kind of drove all over the place. So anyway, that general area and uh you guys definitely have a lot more deer down in that neck of the woods yeah. and uh but I can I can attest to the flooding cuz it was it was like we were in the freaking Amazon the whole time I was down there, <laughs> except for maybe one day. Yeah. Um there was a lot of rain. It it poured. Um and it was wet, but yeah, I would say you guys definitely have a lot more deer and better deer down there, but um you know, we have enough to to hunt, I guess, up here, but it's not, not great. But
0: it's not the abund- Yeah, I mean, near me, just I mean, just like anywhere else, it seems like yeah. they're they're bursting out of every. Uh, I mean, I almost hit a mom uh, yesterday uh mm-hmm. me and I uh, mean my daughter were going to target and you know i mean just bursting out of subdivisions right i mean everywhere and i saw her poke her head out right and she wasn't going to stop and she ran across the road and i'm like oh you know did you see that you know of course my daughter was oblivious or whatever so right. she's seven you know she's anyway anyway but on the yep. way back like you know 15 minutes later we just picked up something whatever and on the way back exact same spot i was showing her i'm like hey I said audrey look off the, off to the left i said that's where the you know we almost hit that deer you know if i didn't slow yeah. down and then there was a fawn sitting there and i guarantee you that was the mom and right. uh, i hope that fawn made it across you know and you know she saw that one and stuff so i mean they're yeah. they're around here for us it's like the typical um they love the subdivisions they love the neighborhoods they can adapt yep. they live they live in people's backyards you know yep. and and down here i mean just like up where you are too i mean i got like a ton of public land around here there's a lot of wnas mm-hmm. and wildlife refuges around here so yeah you know, I get a lot of places to hunt, but it does get pressured, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you almost have to avoid hitting them on the way to go hunting, just like for, with turkeys, you know, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're walking down the, uh, on a busy interstate, you know, on a, on a busy road, you know, with thousands Definitely. of cars going by and they're, you know, picking up gravel, you know, to, to digest their stuff, you know, at, at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. or whatever noon, but, you know, man, I, I didn't see a whole lot, this year as far as activity um as far as turkey goes when i was actually in the woods but you know right. i don't think it's as bad as everyone else around someone here around the country and i was like oh the populations are down i don't think our populations are down i just don't think i got an, i got out enough and um yeah i mean like i said it was just so goddamn flooded you know oh it was bad yeah 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 so i don't want to i don't know i don't, I don't want to make it sound like gloom and doom for that kind of stuff but it certainly gets me going now you were chasing turkeys up there too weren't you
1: yeah. Yeah. I hunted a lot of public ground up here. Um, well, that's all I, that's about actually, I, I will say that's about 98% of what I hunt is public up here. Yeah. We have a ton. Of, I mean, a ton of public, I. you know, it's everywhere, Right. but, uh, it, it was really tough cause there's, there's birds up here and, and the population is growing, but they're so scattered out and they don't spend a ton of time on the public just cause there's not really a reason to. I noticed one thing down there. I was surprised at how much public land there was down there, yeah. I was shocked. Like, I, I would have never dreamed there was that much public. And, and you guys actually have, like, agriculture or, or foods, food sources on your public land. Like, um, My buddy Nick, actually, he works for the DNR, and he, he does all the planting and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, up here, we just don't have that. Um, it's all wooded, so to to create food plots like that would take more time than it's worth. So all the birds were mostly on private. They, they pass through the public, but they don't stick around much. So mm-hmm. it's really tough hunting um, for birds up here just because of that fact. I mean, there's no real reason for them to be on public unless it's, you know, for roosting or whatever, but there's so much woods here and so many big mature trees. They yeah. can really, they they can pretty much roost anywhere, but,
0: yeah, I, I kind of uh, – I'm, I'm in a sweet spot when I'm not underwater there with, with uh, my work because it's like five minutes away from work. There's, a, there's, there's an archery-only area, um, yeah. refuge there, and um, – i mean literally they're they're less than 100 i mean for the past several years i mean i missed one with my compound a few years ago i missed Mm -hmm. one with my samic stage two years ago but it was like the most exciting hunt i've ever been on because you know it was like full-on called them in stalked them crawled like ninja jumped out you know into the path you know kind of thing and um yeah it was it was a ton of fun but yeah i mean i can be hunting you know for a couple hours in the morning and then literally just like five minutes to work you know what i mean so it works out really good but, um, I mean, they're everywhere too, where I go, I don't, you know, obviously any of my videos, if i if, if you've seen them from, yep. um, at the archery range, outdoor range or whatever, there are turkeys there. I mean, they're still gobbling. They were gobbling there just a few days ago. Um, oh, really? yeah. Yeah. Which was kind of weird. And the hens are, yeah, the hens are yelping too. You know, and on on one on on one side I could hear him like yip 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 yip, and on the, the complete other side I'd play with mm-hmm. this. Um, I, I I never saw him, or, or Jake or Tom whatever, but I mean yeah. he was gobbling his head off, and then I mean he'd gobble when like I'd shoot and my arrow would hit like the the bale and it hits the, right. the, the 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 paper target and makes like a kind of sound, you know. Yep and uh yep. you know and they just go go oh, crazy yeah. for that i'm like you stupid bird i said there's a there's a waiting <laughs> hen over there on the other side instead of you know messing around with me go get her you know but
1: yeah exactly yeah they're, they're still I always, uh, that's crazy I, w- I always say turkeys are the smartest dumb birds there are i mean yeah i i hate turkeys to be honest but they are so fun to hunt but i i hate them because they're they're so frustrating. I don't know. I I haven't been able to close a deal on
0: one yet. But me me neither. I, I really started hunting him in earnest just a few years ago. I mean I'd gone yeah, out. Um. You know with you know for shotgun and stuff. I uh, I bought that tag or yeah. whatever. And I'd only gone out like a day or two, right? Because I'd be out there and I'd be yeah. like covered in mosquitoes, covered in ticks, and then I discovered yeah. permethrin, right? Now I soak yeah. myself head to toe in permethrin and deep woods off, and I haven't had one single tick. And I'm a tick and mosquito magnet, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I'm like a magnet for these goddamn things. And Fire. I haven't had one of them on me. So, um the last few years I have been just getting the archery tag cuz you can do the entire season here, you know, all 6 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um Yep. whereas uh, if you do the um for those of you listening not in Minnesota, if you just if you just do the uh the firearm the, you know, the, the shotgun or whatever, you have to choose your season uh for the first four weeks or whatever i think it is and then if you if you don't tag out you can hunt the last two or whatever anyway you don't have to you don't have to pick zones you don't have to do anything all of minnesota is your playground basically if you do archery so that's what i've been doing and i've, I've been getting close enough and the two misses were my fault you know completely my fault yeah. so um although the one the one i the one i took a shot at um it was it was like a 19 or 20 yard shot and i swear to god this thing turned around and it was the the perfect like you know Texas heart shot you know gave me a yep. perfect aiming dot you know and my arrow oh, I swear yeah. to God it lo- it went right through the center of the ball of fur and I'm like oh, yeah geez. oh yeah I got it and I'm like and it, and right. it just trotted off you know I'm like you got to be kidding yep. me I mean how small was that body underneath that puffed up feathers because it looked like I mean it went right through the center of the damn basketball and right. nothing you know but I mean it was it was an exciting hunt but um, yeah. I had I've, oh, yeah. I've been trying like you know to do the body shot kind of thing rather than the um I've heard good and bad about those decap heads I thought about trying them this year and I thought no, I'm shooting my Zwicky's really good you know, and i'm gonna yep. I'm gonna stick with that and I didn't even take the compound out this year for for that i've I've kind of um you know you. left that hanging over here I actually shot it this morning just for shits and giggles, but you know right. um so so you're you're a hundred percent um trad now right
1: yes, yep this is uh second year. Of going full trad so
0: what'd you what you shoot before yeah.
1: that um as far as compound bows yeah go, um oh man I, I was as bad of a bow junkie with compounds as i am with trad i've got on my notes um, here
0: you're a bow whore you can say bow whore that's fine yeah i'm so, a bow whore yeah sure. yeah
1: um no doubt i have not nine stick bows right now and I, I man when i shot compounds i went through like three brand new bows a year
0: oh my god and
1: yeah basically basically it was i i kicked it off bought a, my first brand new one i i was shot used bows before that but it was always you know the that year's bow but just buy them off archer talk after mm-hmm. they're a couple months old right yep but so I, I picked up my first brand new one and then basically i would just trade them off and you know lose a couple hundred bucks every time right um but yeah i would go through two three new bows a year it was kind of ridiculous now it's now it's even worse with these stick bows because i don't know man they're all so pretty and so fun to shoot and there's so many of them i mean you know you know how many boyers there are there's
0: Mm -hmm.
1: hundreds of them so i mean yeah but actually this year if we want to go down that rabbit hole, yeah
0: let's do it i want to i want to talk about everything you've you've tried and
1: downsizing everything
0: um, I'm going to fletch an arrow while we talk here.
1: Perfect. Sounds like something I usually do. Right. Um, yeah, I'm actually downsizing. Get, you know, trying to have enough, keep up on arrows for nine bows is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Um, if I so if I, I wouldn't ruin I my mean,
0: connection, I would actually like lift up the laptop of this one spot I have in my basement here, and I would actually walk you around here, but maybe I'll do that after. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: right, for sure. Yeah, but I mean you know, and, and I just want to simplify things a lot more, you know, I, I only shoot realistically, you know, 70, 60, 70% of the time I'm only shooting two, two or three bows anyway. Right. So, and, you know, I mean, I've only been shooting trad for two years now, but, um, or, or at least salt, you know, stuck sticking with it for two years. Right. And, um, I've been shooting longbows like R R and D Reflex Deflex longbows so pretty much the whole time. Yep. Um, and I I just want I want a little bit of a change so I'm actually shoot going to shoot I'll probably keep my Java Man Elkhart just so I have a longbow but um, I'm actually going to switch to recurve this for the 2020 season. Well, it'll probably end up being like mid mid season this year. Yeah. Um, when I get my uh, Black Widow PSA. Oh. I'm going to order that one here pretty
0: soon. So freaking jealous. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So goddamn jealous. You know what? I used to think they were the ugliest bows. They're the gaudy-looking, ugly, over-the-top-like, you know, bows. And I don't know whether it's the Aaron Snyder effect. I can guarantee you 90% of it's the Aaron Snyder effect. I really started paying attention to them more. Not that well. If they don't put that red... I don't like those red stripes that they put through there. I'm like, if you don't put the red stripe in there and you do that gray bark or green leaf one or they got, you know... And I'm yep. like, man, they can be, and then when you really start looking at like the design of those things, right, they got a lot of deflex, right? Meaning like, yeah, um, definitely. to, to, to mini geek out here, like the, the limb, we were talking about this with, um, with, with Kagan McCabe, right. And I yep. was talking about, uh, his Imperial or whatever. He goes, it looks like, it, it looks like a normal, you know, any other, uh, longbow or whatever. But if you, if you realize the, the limbs start to flex, uh, like the flex point really, let's say improper. proper is like mm-hmm. farther like closer towards you right so your hand is out yeah. out your it, it's it's um not uh, how am i saying it? it's closer to you than it is closer you know away from you kind of thing and that yeah. that yep. leads to like a really stable bow you know kind of yes. acting like a um like a handle forward like you know a handle forward bow you know yep. a, gr- a forward grip yep. bow kind of like um well I- any long bow that has like it kind of when it's strong it almost looks backwards you know yeah yep Yep. And, and the Widow really is that. I mean, the entire handle pretty much is all forward, you know, yes. and I think that's what leads to its uh, – um, st- I've never shot one. I would love to shoot one, but I don't yeah. have, you know, what they – they're going to be, what, minimum 1,300 when it's all said and done, 14, something like that, you well,
1: know. no, they're a little bit less than that unless you get into the custom one because, like, the uh, just your standard gray bark, green leaf, whatever, you kind of get what you get. Yeah. But they're pretty, you know, but you're not picking your custom woods. Mm-hmm. So I think they're around eleven or twelve.
0: Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Tax shipping. Price. I mean, hey, you're still, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're. it's up there. It's it's no Samick Sage, you know. Oh yeah,
1: for <laughs> sure. It's a. T- I mean, it's a high end bow for yeah. sure. Um, no doubt. Um, yeah, I'm going with a Greenleaf sixty two inch PSA. Yep. Um, I man, like you say, between Aaron Snyder and uh, Drew Kohlhofer over at Selway just Got one yeah uh, he's been a long mo shooter for a long time but and still is but uh what did he shoot he before his, he was he was he
0: shooting shooters. a drew he was um what did he shoot before for a long time
1: he shot centaurs for centaur
0: a that's what it was okay yep. yeah 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 okay. and
1: I, I i don't think he'll go away from them ever
0: yeah
1: um but he just he wanted a recurve so he picked up a, a pch so the a little bit shorter the smallest one yep yep, yep. and uh he's got he's he's sending me pictures all the time of that thing because he knows i'm drooling over it. uh we talked quite a bit just talked to him again today but um that thing that's a green leaf and he had him put uh black epoxy on the limbs okay so the limbs are black and the rest is you know standard green leaf and that thing is that thing is sick man that thing has a sweet bow i don't think i've um, seen it so just all those things combined i mean i I want one, and then I shot. We have a pretty nice uh, shop, archery shop, and out outdoor three D range about an hour and a half away from me in Grand Rapids. And uh, Gary over there at Itasca Archery Supply is he's he's pretty new to Trad too. He's been about it as long as you and me have. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer, maybe five years I guess. But uh, he's he's got a pile of bows as well, and he has I think. I think he has a PCH, a PSA, and a PMA, and probably a couple more, um, and he let me shoot his 62-inch, or no, 58-inch PSA, and uh, I fell in love with it. I mean, yeah. the grip on it is just amazing. Everything about it is just Stan- amazing, Standard grip, so. or?
0: Uh... What's that? Uh, wh- which, which grip did you shoot? The standard one, or?
1: I think it was just a standard, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what I what I would like. I mean, I don't like the the really high grips. You know, I've had them on um, yep. on some of these uh, these bears I have here, and I've actually ended yeah. up filling in that trough a little bit. But um, yeah. you know,
1: like I have that Kodiak hunter. Yep. And it's got a pretty high grip. I don't I don't mind it, but I like a medium best. Yeah. Um, that just seems to work for me. And then um. Hang on.
0: That's kind of where I've settled. is is kind of like a medium, kind of like a medium deal. I've done it. I've done it to the. I got a Grizzly hanging here and a K Mag hanging here, and I've I've done it to that. And yeah. um, the uh, I've got a, a 59 Kodiak here too, which is actually like um, a, a very a pretty low risk grip. But yep. that is a completely different, it's thinner, I can like choke up on it, I mean, you know, right. it, it's a completely different, it's not just the, the, the wrist angle, but it's the, yeah. the, the circumference and everything like that, it completely changes Definitely. changes how I shoot it, but I've kind of, yeah. you know, settled on that. Um, I, I, I've, I've made the comparison before with like the standard K-Mag, for example, or Grizz, it seems like, um, if you've ever shot a Glock, right, for me, Glocks yep. don't point well, right, I feel like I have to break my wrist like way down just to shoot, just for the barrel to shoot straight, you know, not... not Not point way up in the air and it seems i I feel like that with like a really high risk grip too Mm -hmm. but um the medium ones uh seem to seem to do good and they actually like lock into my hand really well you know what i mean it's just maybe it's the i don't know you'd have to talk to a like a like a tom clum or something about that but like yeah. it seems like it it works better with the skeletal st- structure you know it, it just I, I don't know i can't describe it but it feels like the the force when you're drawing it is actually just a little more stable down your arm and not yep. wanting to pivot your you know pivot at your wrist you know rock up and yep. down kind of thing so you're
1: not yeah. you're not pitching your wrist at exactly
0: all. yeah
1: you know, yeah yeah and one thing i might have black widow I might put a cus have them do a custom type deal cuz I do like um almost like a Jaeger grip maybe type mm-hmm. of a deal where I like to have a a sharper edge.
0: Yeah.
1: Um right down the lifeline of my hand. Yeah. I like that little bit like uh like my Java man Elkhart has the yeah. perfect grip in my opinion for a longbow. Okay. Um it's it's real flat on the back and it's got a, a it's rounded but it's a it's an edge that and it just fits my hand so perfectly and it's skinnier and uh i might i might it's extra money but i might have them do a custom grip on mine yeah um just because i am really i'm i've gotten to be pretty picky about grips oh yeah
0: it's everything it's everything right Uh, now yeah definitely yeah i 100 100 percent agree on on um i don't know if you can see it on well i've got a i've got the 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 wrap on it right the the leather on on this kodiak here the 59 um it comes i don't know if you can see where i'm pointing here Yep. Um, you got. I don't know I got the light in the background, but, uh, no, of course good. people at home, you can't see this, but it actually comes to like, uh, it's, it's kind of pointed, right? It doesn't, there have, you just, go. it's yeah. not actually, just, um, it's not actually yep. flat with the way it comes and it actually digs in, like you said, in your lifeline, but it can also kind of rock in your. it can torque left and right in your hand. And even yep. that bow, and that's the most expensive bow I have, That thing's like 700 bucks. I'm like, man, I hate to do it, but I, but it needs to fit my palm and I need to, yep. I need to have a little bit of a flat spot. So I actually yep. took, you know, took, and I'm not, I'm not afraid to, like I say, zernzack it, right? Like take a rasp yeah. to it and, and sand it or whatever. And, exactly. uh, I, I, I did just, a you know, and you can't take away too much on this, on this Kodiak, right? I mean, the thing's skinny enough as it is, but I had yeah, to like put like there. a little bit of a flat knock off that sharp, like peak, you know, peak. And it's, mm-hmm. it was just enough of a flat spot down, like I said, down the lifeline, and now yep. it's just solid, and I can grip it, and it won't torque left and right. And it—that's, you know, it's—it's—I—that's I, more important to me, honestly, than if it's a high or low wrist kind of thing, you know, if it doesn't rock.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's all yeah, important, I but.
1: Know, I don't know if you can see this in the camera, but, um, that's the elk cart, and that has.
0: Yep. Yeah, I can. Yep. There you go. Yep. Where that. That uh... has a pretty flat grip. Yep. So. How do you liking that bow, that, man? That thing's a pretty bow.
1: Oh, I love this thing. That's my, it between that that one and uh, I have I'm because I've been shooting longbows now. So between that one and my uh, Little Crow Merlin, actually, uh, he Lee Waltman lives in uh, I I think, if I remember right. So he's a Minnesota boyer, and he he makes a heck of a bow, man. I never even heard of that. Yeah, I don't I had neither until I stopped at a bow shop down there and uh the owner actually had one. And then uh later, you know, I started talking to a few guys after I after I bought mine and stuff and uh there's a couple guys that that own them. Uh, Santo Armano. Um he has one, and I can't remember who else has one, but uh they are no doubt about it, the most underrated longbow I've ever, you know that I know of. Mm-hmm. Um, that thing, it is fast, it is smooth, and it is quiet, and it's it's got everything in a long that you want in a longbow. Um, I'll have to send you pictures of it afterwards, but yeah. uh, that thing is
0: a. What is it, little cute. crow? You said.
1: Yeah, a little crow. Yep. Huh. Yep.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That's a reflex, I deflex mean, as well, or. With yep, the specs on yep. it. Yep,
1: and then I had him put uh, carbon on the back of the limbs too. Yeah. So it's it's a shooter. I mean it's it's awesome. That's one. Like if I had to, if I had to, you know, if I could keep a bow forever, it'd probably be that one. Um. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Maybe I keep it. Maybe I don't. But. Um. But yeah.
0: What about that? Uh, you also got a big stick assassin, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Just got that like a month ago. Um, I've been shooting that quite a bit more the past week or two, but I really, honestly, I, I, I haven't had time to shoot it much. Um, when I do go out and shoot, it's, it's usually one of my other bows, but not because it's not an amazing bow. It's just, I don't know. I just haven't had time to set up arrows for it or anything. So
0: yeah. I've been seeing more and more about, um, you know, like Bob Smith, you know, on, on, on various podcasts and things like yeah. that. That guy looks like a character, man. He looks like he'd be a ball of fun, you know? He's, oh, heck yeah, for uh, sure. I, I see him on his channels and stuff and, uh, I think he just, he just did a bear hunt or whatever, man. That guy's, yeah. uh, that guy looks like he'd be fun to, fun to hang out with and, oh, and just, just yeah, shoot man. the shit with. But yeah, yeah. It sounds like he builds a hell of a bow too. And he's a yeah, relatively he newer I mean, boy, that right? Thing, that's,
1: it's actually, it's very similar to my little crow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's got the same type design um that thing is smooth and it is it chucks an arrow like no other you know that one i got a little bit heavier poundage on it you know 54 pounds yep. at 28 but uh that thing is a that's a i love that bow um he actually went out kind of out of his way to to uh make it out of g10 mm-hmm. so it, it's got a little bit more weight to it and then yep. spalted mango veneers so it's it's pretty oh that's um, pretty yeah
0: I'm yeah, not really like good it. with all the different woods, you know. I mean, I, I, I'm I trying yeah. to get better with all that stuff. You know, all I know is I can't stand Osage. I hate the color of that. I know it's, like, heresy to say you don't like Osage in the trad world, but I cannot stand that ugly freaking orange color. I don't know what it is about it. I don't like it. But Same any here. of the, like, the black and white ebony, I can't tell that from, like, spalted whatever. But any of the spalted stuff <laughs> seems to be pretty good, you know. I, 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 I love that. Uh, just what you know that that design you know that that the the veneers take on it you know
1: yeah absolutely um like i have um what the heck is that macassar ebony on this java man and that's really pretty yeah it's real dark um i i do like really dark woods i guess Mm. i i don't know a ton about them either i just know i like this or i don't like that or whatever but yeah um no, I would, I w- I need to learn a little bit more about
0: woods too, but yeah, that's the fun part. I been. J- I just, I just pretty much sit there and, uh, um, window shop, you know, with various oh, yeah. uh, websites and stuff with all these bowyers and stuff, you know, and I'll go on to, yeah. uh, what was on, I was on today. I was on, uh, uh a uh, website yep. today, you know, man, those are some pretty bows too, you know? Yeah, they but, are. Uh, yeah. But no you, again, super, you know, super, super pricey, you know, kind of thing that, right. um, there's just so much to choose from you know and um i just i don't get out to any of these shoots any of these get-togethers or anything like that to yep. to, to physically pick up or, or see these things or shoot someone's bow or you right. know um you know like if if a um a store like foot of chat for example comes out you know and has a bunch of stuff you know for you to try yep. you know that that would be super super good I, I just don't get a chance to do that unfortunately right you know but yeah i'm I, like I as i'm really pining for um uh one of those black widows not not so much on the looks cuz the looks are growing on me but uh yep. more for its uh you know I, I i like i like shit that performs you know that that makes not makes it easier for you but as far as uh, forgiving you know what i mean yeah more and comfortable yeah, yeah. In, in the design and more comfortable and all that stuff and i yep. I, I like that you know so yep. i mean just like uh i've said it before it's kind of like you know the harry potter thing right like you don't choose the wand the wand chooses you kind of thing so it's it's kind of it's kind of like that with these and i can and i can hop back and forth with the bows i have it only takes me a couple shots to be like okay here's here's where i'm aiming and here's where i'm you know supposed to hold this and i don't i don't have that problem of of like oh i can't you know jumping back and forth i can't totally you know shoot this bow but um Mm -hmm. i would i would like to say i'm i want to be a one bow guy and the one right. number one, one that I, I pick up now is, is this Kodiak, you know? Yeah. But, yep. uh, man, I want to try some of the other stuff that, that elk cart looks really good. Um, I, I, for some reason, I, I don't, I don't, I can't get over the little, I, I know it's part of the design, you know, and he builds an incredible bow. I just don't like that mm-hmm. little jagged, like crooked, um, uh, limb, you know, he's got that yeah. uh, thing in there, which, which is, you yep. know, part of his, part of his deal and anything right. I've ever heard about Greg Coffee has just been like outstanding. Right. So, yep. oh, yeah, yeah. It, but Can't it's, it's, it's just something. personal preference, you know, but I'd love to again, shoot one of those. I'd love to shoot a whip. I'd love to shoot uh, man. I don't yep. know. Just freaking, you know, run, r- run down the list, you know, and I've, um, yeah, I mean, I yep. started on a Samic stage, you right. know, which, Hey, if you're trying to get in traditional, I mean, you can buy a Samick stage and, and hunt anything in North America, you know, and be actually be hunting. I think I did a podcast on this for under $300, everything included you know, with that thing, if you really want to get out in the woods, you can do it, you know, and all this stuff is just like extra high candy, so what, uh, what do you, what are you pulling for poundage then? You said you're kind of in the low fifties or high forties or what are you?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the lighter end I'm at right now is 47. Like I said, the highest, highest poundage bowl I'm at is 54. So right around that, yeah, 47 to 52 mark. Yeah. Um, And that's, I feel really comfortable with that for some reason. Um, I, I, you know, I I said I'm going to buy one, stick with one bow. Well, I'm going to have, I'm going to have my main bow in my backup. Mm Um, I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'll, I'll buy a widow. I'll order one the end of summer, have it by, you know, mid fall. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, probably towards spring, I'll order a second one as a backup just because, um, I do hunt out west, you know, once or twice a year. Yeah, and uh, and I travel a little bit in the fall too. So it's just for me um, having a backup with me on road trips, especially, is kind of a big deal. You oh, know, so. absolutely.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. I want
1: something you know that's the same thing that I I am comfortable with and right.
0: all that. So. so, are you gonna get, are you gonna sell all of them except for that one? Um, uh, what did you say? The was it? something what crown i'm sorry i even forgot that one you just said the one
1: probably the elk card i'm gonna keep yeah um actually so yeah yeah the rest of them are going um the kodiak connor i might keep just because it's cool it's old school and, really, you, and you might kodiak get a hundred bucks connor. for it you know yeah right <laughs> and i mean i had drew make me a nice custom green cellway for it and i do want to kill a deer with that for yeah. sure um this for like nostalgia's sake um, yeah yeah you know might even set up some cedar arrows for it or something
0: cool. oh cool you're gonna go down that route huh
1: maybe just for that bow um yeah you know i'm i'm a carbon arrow guy i'm i'm pretty pretty techy with my arrows um yeah probably you know i get bashed on a little bit for shooting too expensive of arrows and you don't need that and blah blah blah, blah. but
0: because you um, run on a valkyrie like system iron, and everything right
1: and shit so as far as that goes i do, i try not to arrows are one thing you can you can have a hundred dollar bow and whatever but your arrow is what does the killing and right and your broad so yeah i uh, i for me and not that expensive what anything you know makes you better but um, it's more about a, a quality you know, looking at it from a quality standpoint, you're going to pay a little bit more for really high end stuff and stuff that you can reuse over and over again. Yeah. So it's it's more like an investment to me, but, uh, you know, it's going to last for a long time as long as I don't lose stuff. So,
0: yeah, you know, good kind of pivot there with the arrow thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm shooting mostly, not pretty much all, like gold tip traditionals, right? Yep. Um, they're, they're very tough. Oh, yeah. um i end up putting well depending like a you know i'm like you i mean i switch around i mean i've got you know this oh, yeah. this hot hot glue gun here you know yeah that pretty much like lives with me you know in this on this bench here and i've got that torch yep. over there and i'm and, and none of my stuff's in with epoxy it's all in with like hot melt right so i mean i'm constantly taking stuff apart and putting it together and like wait did i try this oh yeah i tried it like three times you know and it still didn't work maybe maybe i'll I'll try it again and i'm doing something different with my bow and i'll just completely change all freaking you know whatever i have it's just it's an excuse to tinker right yeah but you know there's a lot made of this uh in in the last few years it seems like about like component failure and failure at like the insert um or the ferro of the um of the broadhead and things like that how much how much like weight do you put into that yourself I mean is it is it that big of an issue
1: um I mean as far I mean stuff is getting better now um when I shot a compound I had if I look back I didn't even think twice about it because it didn't matter to me at that time but I literally had failures arrow failures or broadhead failures on every animal I hit really if you think about it oh yeah broken arrow on every almost every shot definitely messed up broadhead um
0: it broke an arrow because because it snapped with when, when it was running and it the, the 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 leg and the shoulder snapped it or like it broke at the at the the insert
1: no I, well like i never got a pass through on anything shooting really? mechanicals ever okay um and the the arrow would always be stuck in the deer or hung up just on the off side just the broadhead sticking out and the arrow would snap in half you know whether that was on impact or running whatever i don't know
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably, probably while running. But I, I was having more issues with broadheads breaking. Or ba- well, you shoot a rage. I mean, it's it's done, right?
0: It's, it's a one and done. Yeah,
1: it's a one and done. Right. So I mean, you can't expect anything more out of it. But right. so that just you know, not having pass throughs and having failures just it started to dig at me, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted. You know, I wanted something to hold up, and I could reuse it on another animal if I if I needed to mm-hmm. or whatever if I had another opportunity to sharpen it up. Yeah. And go, yeah, This guy know, is your friend right? I here. mean it's, it, <laughs> it gets expensive to even at $40 whatever $30 a pop for say expandable, you know. That's still money thrown away.
0: Mhm.
1: And uh, so I I just didn't like that. I like I like things to be and that's just my personality. I like things to be solid and trustworthy and yeah. just you know, not break on me. So that's what started me down that rabbit hole. I was getting tired of failures on animals, and um, and then I started picking up a stick bow. And there's there's a lot, in my opinion, there's a lot more options for a stick bow, or in the stick bow world, for tough setups. Yeah. Um. Because it's it's just there's there's more things that can potentially go wrong with a stick bow and stick bow guys know that. So yeah. there's a lot of products on the market. No for no, us. you can't
0: um, say that. You can't say that it's any kind of struggle stick or you're not as accurate. You can't it's, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> no no. It's the truth, man. No no no
1: <laughs> It's it's just the way it is. I mean, like it or not. You get kicked you know. off a track
0: gang for that, trust me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just the way it is. I I mean it's not bad or whatever, it's just it is what it is. Yeah. But, I mean, so, and th- that's, that kind of got me excited to get into Trad 2, is just seeing all the, you know, better things that you can play with. And I'm a tinkerer, so... Mm-hmm. You know, having all these options is just like, oh yeah, it's on now.
0: You know, here's so. I, I think the compound world is kind of catching on a little bit, to, a little bit too now because um, not so much the shops, I don't think, but like you know, the, the guys that actually do tinker and, and want better setups. I mean, yeah. they, they've they've gone past this. Uh, and I don't spend any time anymore on archery talk that's not on the trad side or anything like that, but, um, just, you know, a lot of guys are doing some, you know, brass inserts and they're doing like outserts and they're doing, you know, fixed blade broadheads and getting away from, you know, just flimsy mechanicals, you know, but still most shops you walk into and it's, you know, it's a, it's a kid that, you know, it's like 20, 21 years old and, um, you know, he doesn't know any bow model past, like, you know, two, two, two iterations or two years ago, you know, kind of there. And, you know, you go in there and you ask, you talk about a, you know, 100-grain brass insert and, you know, 200-grain tip. And they're like, well, they don't make that. You're like, like, dude, get out of here. It's frustrating frustrating when you walk into the shop and you know more than pretty much anybody there. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that to be, like, a dick. It's just, it's true because the guys that are really into this are really into this, you know. Yep.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, we, I mean, okay, so. On our podcast, Lethal Podcast, uh, Lethal boating Podcast, we we talked about it. I think it was one of the first few episodes um, about budget arrow setups. Yeah, and I mean you don't have to spend, you know, one hundred and twenty bucks on a three pack of broadheads. No. There are so just today, just today. Uh, the other day, Drew Drew Kohlhofer over at Selway sent me a link to a Boyer broadheads. Yeah, been around forever. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys haven't even, probably anybody newer to Trad probably hasn't even heard of them yet, but they've been around forever. They're single-bevel broadhead. They make, like, five or six different models, glue on and screw in.
0: They look like a shorter tough head, right? I mean, you, you've seen them. If you, if, you, if, you want, if you read Traditional Bowhunter magazine, they're, they're yeah. in there every issue. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Been around since I don't know when. Before my time, I know that. Yep. And uh, so I was looking on their website, and I'm like, holy crap. You can put, they have, so $55 for a three-pack of Broadheads isn't insane anymore, right? Right. It's pretty common. These are, dang it, I'll have to look it up, but they are, they have a couple different you know steels that they use, and I'm no steel expert on Mm -hmm. steels or metals, but, um, you know, they got really good steel, from what I know of, of metal, and, um... They use uh, that cryogenic system of of uh, hardening. Okay, yep. Um, I, there's, there's only one other company I know that does that, and they're insanely, you want to talk about expensive, look up Bishop Archery.
0: Oh, Bishop, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Holy shit, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're... So they
1: use the same, basically, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but same concept. Right. And they're selling them for $55 a three-pack with, what i would say is probably a superior head right um so i mean you look at it that way you know so 55 bucks into a a three pack of broadheads you know is is kind of towards the top end of what what you're gonna spend unless you get into grizzly stick valkyrie whatever and then you can buy you know if you want to go glue on route there's a ton of options for that um But just using a Boyer as an example, they make a a footer that I believe is titanium that looks really good. And I I I knew about their broadheads, but I didn't know about any of this stuff. So it looks like they make a titanium like uh, footer for micro diameter one six six, and then the two o four like an axis. Mm -hmm. And then they make you know this. The uh, glue-on adapters and all that stuff. So and fairly cheap. So I mean, for for heck, seventy-five bucks you can have, which might sound like a lot, but okay. So
0: but it's say really that, not. Seventy-five whatever. Yeah.
1: You know, into the front end of your arrow, and then uh, that's for broadheads. The whole deal. $75, 80 bucks, and you can put that on whatever the heck you want really yeah you know so say for man under 200 bucks for sure you can have (laughs) a bulletproof setup that's as good as anything you know
0: yeah and and you know you can you can do that with you know any compound people listening or whatever if you shoot both you can do that with a compound too i mean everyone is in for some reason has been always told you know you always you know a lot of these guys will cut it um you know just right in front of the rest the drop away rest or whatever and it's ought to be like 28 inch or 29 inch or whatever i mean you can play around with that stuff you can shoot a longer arrow you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be right in front. You can shoot a longer arrow that is a, uh, you know, a, a spine, a stiffer, for example, and then load up the front, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and chase that mm-hmm. FOC if you want to. Now, yep. I, I originally started chasing FOC just because I thought it was kind of cool, see what I can get away with kind of thing. And I've kind of mm-hmm. backed off a little bit and, and kind of gone the route of, okay, what's going to be, uh, what's actually flying best for me rather than right. and and even when i was chasing foc I, I i never was like okay you know at all costs even if it comes out you know wobbly sideways it was it was yeah, never to that point no. um but they do fly do you know really nice for me now i want to try some of this um well i do and i don't i want to try some of this 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 four-fletch deal with the uh, three yeah. four-fletch that the cody greenwood's you know been been yep. testing and everyone else has been testing um, I've been running that for a while now but to, I can't uh, to me the the, the, the four fletch in the back just looks so goofy I don't know just just aesthetically I could do it you know I, yeah. I do I do I do four inch uh three four inch right now and yep. and honestly I'm not shooting I mean I'm I'm like sub 20 right I mean my bows are they're like 40 pound bows right yeah yep. and uh they're good to I mean way good to 15. But after that, right. I mean, I can definitely see them, you know, start to kick or whatever if it's in wind, and I try and shoot them in wind, and, um, you know, there's there's two schools of thought. One, yeah, you got the high FOC, it's going to carry the front, but the back is still lighting and get kicked around, you know, and then you've got right. the other, if you ever heard um, Aaron talk with uh, Brian, uh, 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 Brian, um, Brian D- Broderick. Yeah, day 6 Brian, yep. right? um you know yep. he's more of a more balanced arrow because he wants the weight out there because it's harder for it to kick it you know kick the, the wind to kick it around i think it's mm-hmm. all valid i mean that dude has shot hundreds and hundreds of animals right i mean right. i've shot nothing with my trad bows so right who, who am i to who might argue but i mean i sh- but i shoot you know every day right whether mm-hmm. it's inside or outside or whatever and i do yep. get a lot of arrows and i do see what they do so eventually you kind of you you by doing this enough, you kind of like okay, I'm happy with this trajectory. I'm happy with this yep. flight. I'm happy with the impact. And you yep. know, you will see it spiral or or kick or, or do twirly do's if it's not you know flying right. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that, that's part of the fun of of doing this. And you can do it with your compound too. You know, I mean, anyone oh, yeah. that tells you you can't see your arrow streaking down or that if you see your arrow that you peaked, shut up. No, if you yeah. can't see your arrow going downrange, it's in your fucking yeah. line of sight for God's sakes. You know, right? That's that, that that's a load of shit, but um i don't know i don't know where i was going with that whole thing but yeah you're right you can build like a really good system with whatever you want like on the on mine right now i've come down like a 50 grain brass insert and i've got Mm -hmm. a 210 grain broadhead i'm actually using um a a zwicky eskimos but i'm taking out the aluminum ferrules and i'm putting in uh 75 grain steel you know so you can make you can make a tougher uh setup you know one of the knocks against the wikis is that you know it's it's the the aluminum ferrules are flimsy and you can and they are right um whether it's in the real world whether it's an issue 99 percent of the time i don't know haven't put one through an animal but you can change all that i can turn i can turn that hundred and you know it's listed as 160 grain it actually comes in at like 168 or something like that 170 Um, but that ends up being a 210 grain broadhead with a yep. uh, 75 uh, grain um, steel adapter or yeah yep. adapter ferrule boom mm-hmm. done you know and i've got a ton mm-hmm. of weight up front and i'm still like 25 foc and um yep. oh, yeah. you know and, and they fly nice out of here one other thing yep. about um uh, bow weights is um for me um kind of related or unrelated i ended up buying like when i was first shooting and trying to learn how to shoot right I ended up buying 40 pound bows because I'm like, well, I was, I was, I was pulling like damn near 30 inches. Right. I mean, I, I could pull, right. I, I could still pull 30 inches. i like, yeah. great. I'll end up with like a 43, 45 pound bow. Don't want to yep. overbow it. You know, it, it's great. No, no problem. Well mm-hmm. over, and I actually just started putting out a couple videos on this, like the, last week and this week. Um, mm-hmm. My form has actually changed to the point where my draw length has actually gone down. Now, oh, whether yeah. that's right or not, I don't know if, like, again, like a Tom Clum would be, like, shaking his head going, no, you idiot, you're doing it wrong. I don't know. But mm-hmm. because I shoot so much and because I practice, like, kneeling, squatting, you know, bending yep. around corners or shooting downwards or whatever, I noticed yep. that when I put a clicker on my bow, um, I wasn't always getting to full draw to, 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 to initiate the click. Every yep. single time. And I thought, well, what the hell's the point of having a clicker on there if I'm not going to get there every time? And my mm-hmm. draw, I swear to God, went from like, I mean, standing perfectly upright, indoor, you know, whatever. I can pull 30 yep. inches all day. But yep. in the field, or if I'm cold or tired or in like contorted positions or whatever, I wasn't getting. I would I would come to, I'm using air quotes, full draw, you know, and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be at anchor. But then that expansion would take forever and i would just right. wouldn't. i feel like you know and and if you spend too much time in that zone you're like shit am i expanding or am i collapsing and then you start to yep. shake and then you're like oh crap so yep. my anyway long story short um my my draw length is now down like 27 inch or 27 oh, to wow. 27 or, and a quarter depending on which uh which is probably more correct for me than closer to 30 you know mm-hmm. um if i was doing stuff a little bit better i'm sure i might be at the 28 but right. um you know, for me, like I can hit it every time and mm-hmm. I can come to, you know, to anchor. It feels good. You know, my elbow yep. feels like it's, you know, in, in line kind of thing. And yep. then it doesn't it's take flat. much more for me to expand and I hit the mm-hmm. clicker, boom, it's gone. Well, the unfortunate problem with that is my 40 pound, you know, 59 er over here is like 39 yeah. pounds. My Kodiak Magnum is like 38 pounds, yep. you know, so I kind of wish I'd bought that thing um as a 45 pound bow or maybe even a 50 pound and i'd be shooting like 45 43 to 45 which is kind of where i'm um i'm happy with i can shoot higher poundage but if i shoot Mm -hmm. a lot you know like i'll shoot for like an hour in the morning let's say right yep man i I feel it in my elbow like you know it'll crush Mm -hmm. you know and i just i just don't want to you know i think 45 for me would be more 43 to 45 would be like perfect you know but you know, it's what I got right now until I can, you know, save up for mm-hmm. a different bow. Maybe my next bow it's definitely going to be a 45 pounder, and I know I'll end up at 43, and that'll just be, you know, perfect right. for me. But yeah, it's amazing yeah, how definitely. much like everything changes. Your form changes, your your style changes. You know, but mm-hmm. you gotta go. You gotta go through that to figure out where you're going to end up with. You know, you can't just yeah. You know, and that that's what kills me about a lot of these guys coming in. They want like one bow to start with. They're like, hey, I'm coming over from a compound and I want one bow, um, but I want to be able to hunt with it too. And it's like, I keep saying the hardest thing to tell these guys is the bow you start with is probably not the one you're going to be hunting with, you exactly. know, sorry to tell you that, but yep. if you're in it, you're in it for the long haul and just buy a light set of limbs and then, and, and go from there because it's just yep. such a, such a drastic change, but you know,
1: right for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would I always suggest for anybody new coming into it to get either an ILF or like a a bolt down or takedown bow.
0: Yeah.
1: Um ILF I think I I'm not a huge fan of it anymore just cuz I like my my you know one piece or three piece yep. wood bows now um it's just not my style. But you know, if if you're just starting out, I would say ILF is definitely not even a question the way to go to start out with and then you can branch off from there but you know get yourself a 40 pound set of limbs yeah 35 even yep um you know lancaster sells a shit ton of different limbs and risers you can swap them out whatever um and if you know you can keep shooting that for as long as you want or you can you know go to a wood bow whatever um but definitely ilf hands down you think you so, think
0: ilf over something like a like a samick sage or one of the other starter yeah. bows
1: yeah i mean i don't know samick sage is you know it is probably more of a, a better budget yeah option um but you can get an ilf for not much more um just a cheap ilf riser for heck 100 bucks if you want right. and then a set of limbs for you know like if you got the trad tech just standard black max like mm-hmm. the old, old original ones yeah i think 75 bucks on lancaster really so you know my, my question maybe. go
0: ahead yeah yeah i mean my, my question with that i mean i've heard that before too where everyone's like hey why not get an ilf you know it's better you know spend a little mm-hmm. bit more money you know step up from a samic or whatever my right. thing is as a newbie coming in right and as a former newbie i know yep. like like i Hmm. Like I would be coming over from, from comic cause I used to, I used to tinker and I still do with, with the compounds. I tinker just as much, I actually, I tinker way more with the trad stuff than I did, but I mean, I had yep. like a really good understanding of the physics behind everything and what happens and what moving this, moving that, whatever. And there's a yep. lot of stuff to do, but yep. a lot of people coming over, uh, into archery in general, um, to my mind, would kind of be overwhelmed a little bit with all the ILF stuff with ILF because there's so. I mean, you can change tiller, you can you you know, there's yep. an elevated rest, a spring rest, you can use a um, uh, adjustable uh, side plate, you know, or a plunger and this and that. Yep. And I always thought that maybe that's a little bit too much for somebody to just you know coming into it, whereas. Um, you know, Sam exchange used to be like, you know, the standard, and now you've got this Mandarin, you know, like, uh, du- uh, Mandarin duck yeah. or black hunter It goes by like a whole bunch of different names, you know? Right. Um, same, bow, same, same bow. Um, yeah. it, t- t- to my mind, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but to a beginner, that'd be just a little bit simpler than having yeah. them, you know, deal with, uh, you know, ILF stuff and, you know, what do I do with tiller and what do I do, you know, with si- you know, right. side plates and this and that. And. I don't know, but there's there yeah there's there's so many options now that you can do. You just need to find the right the right information a online and b the right coaching. You know if someone's really gonna you know yeah. try and try and teach you. You know what I mean?
1: Right. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I I definitely would agree with that. Now that I think about it, probably you know if if you're really like don't know it, have a dang clue about what you're getting into. Yeah. But yeah. I would say you're probably right there. Um, yeah, for sure. No, I would agree. Yeah, true. Again,
0: like guess in my opinion, true or not, it's just, and I've never had an ILF, you know. Yeah. Like I said, coming from, yeah. you know, tinkering with with everything else, I'm like, man, there's, you're you're, you're you're taking a you know person coming in and putting him into a complicated bow. You know what I mean? Or a potentially complicated bow. I, I don't know, maybe. But uh, right. There, but there are there are so many different options for. Um, for that that any 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 guy or girl that's trying to get into this i mean you could put together a budget setup for yeah you know you could certainly put together a budget setup for way under what you'd pay for uh you know last year's compound let's put it that way oh yeah for sure i mean i mean carbon bows now are just uh or or any of these flagship bows it's just i mean they're like 1500 bucks i'm looking yeah you know and the saddest part for me of course is walking in and not so much the price of those bows but seeing like every other uh, rack full of uh freaking crossbows so and that just breaks my heart but
1: <laughs> yeah for sure don't even get me started on crossbows i was taking a drink there no um, yeah no no don't even get me started on cross guns um that's that's a topic I've, i don't want to yeah discuss. <laughs> I, I've, I've gone off about them <laughs> and i've i've, I've, I've talked
0: to you know yeah that's a whole that's a whole other one I've, I've got a I think i've got another podcast recorded um it's on ethics and the crossbow thing is part of that and i kind of go off yep. you know on that one but that's a whole separate thing all right i want to pivot real quick last topic kind of got almost an hour here but we never talked about it um are you saddle hunting this year or did you have saddle hunt last year or is this going to be first year for you
1: yeah man I'm, I'm excited about that this is this will be my first year saddle hunting um I actually really need to get my saddle ordered. Um, uh, yeah. for that.
0: Mine came in the other day.
1: I saw that. Yeah, it is yeah. Uh, it's right
0: uh, here. I don't know if uh, our, our Skype is kind of choppy here, but I don't know if you can see it.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, how long did you wait for
0: that thing? I ordered this um, April or May, I think it was. And that's, that's the tomorrow. Mantis. Yeah, I ordered the Tethered Mantis. Um, I already had my, uh, and it just came in the other day. Uh I had I already had Hawk helium sticks for my sticks yep. and I just did a uh the you know w- when you switch to this style right and I originally wasn't going to cut down these sticks or anything like that but I ended up cutting them down mm-hmm. and um there was a question even today I think uh it was a Greg Krause on uh on on the push Oh yeah I saw um, that. Yep. he was saying hey you know why is there, or maybe he was on a saddle hunter I can't remember but he was on there and yep. um he said uh you know why why is everybody cutting down these sticks i paid for the whole stick you know why, why is everybody cutting down the sticks yeah. and i was of the same opinion but until you actually um think about the whole logistics of it now it doesn't it, it makes a lot more sense to cut them down because i cut i cut them down to like i think they're 20 22 inch overall with like 19 inch steps in between mm-hmm. and um the reason is when you have a tree stand you can, you have a big flat platform basically that you can either carry on your back or you, you strap to your backpack, right? And on yep. those sticks lie flat relatively or, or, or you know, um, bungee mm-hmm. or ratchet or whatever to your stand. When you yep. don't have a stand trying to attach like just those sticks, even if they're like three together or four together or whatever, the big long ones mm-hmm. to your backpack is, is kind of a pain in the ass. It um, sucks. it sucks because you're trying to you're trying to strap it to something soft right your backpack mm-hmm. rather than something hard which is a yep. your your tree stand platform so yep. un- until i didn't understand it until i you know g- was trying to do this going okay how am i gonna do this i'm like wait a minute now i see why you know they go away from sticks and it's these other like um alternative like climbing methods and this and that mm-hmm. so i basically you're cutting down, the short answer is you're, you're cutting a lot of um bulk not so much weight weight is talked yep. about with the you know and it did cut actually i mean i've got a baggie here with like extra steps still sitting here yeah don't you see them yep. and then i cut about maybe seven or eight inches i think off of each step and it saved i don't know i think a whole uh, stack here i don't know if you see this this whole stack weighs like nine pounds total holy shit man you know and it's got this, that's light and it's got the platform this little uh platform from um Shout out to uh, what is it, artisan outdoor fabrication? Oh, um, I dig that. Yeah, a guy named Zach Snyder. You can find him on uh, on uh, Facebook. Uh, he makes that. It just bolts right to the top of the stick. And, That's and sweet, it, man. Yeah, it's the compactness, you know. And yeah. if you don't know how to run a drill, and and you know, <laughs> if you can't drill a straight hole, you know, mm-hmm. don't do it. You know what I mean? It, this you got to yeah. you got to be smarter than your tools, kind of thing. Yeah, you're, you know, you're gonna ruin your shit. You're gonna ruin them, but. Um, yeah that's really the reason the short answer is it just gets away from all, some of that bulk and yeah. it's not it's not really the weight and, and i you know i uh you know i've got this this icon pro here right mm-hmm. and I, I strap it to that and it's um it ends up you know it ends up working out pretty good i kind of put it i'm actually going to take all this stuff out finally tomorrow lunch and go find a tree and actually climb yeah. it um then i ordered those uh those nader sweaters um yep i've never used them before but they came in i got them from jamie klein i believe he's on saddle hunter so Mm -hmm. all this stuff is uh kind of kind of new i'm gonna try it out hopefully tomorrow if it's not if it's not raining so yeah um yeah anyway that to me i mean i and i already had like the lineman's belt and i had the rope men one and i had you know um you know all the carabiners and this and that from from Mm -hmm. my from my tree stand stuff but man i got rid of that xop um it was kind of like a necessary evil for me that thing never really secured well to the tree, especially the platform. Right. It was always wobbly. Um, just never felt. I don't care how many times I tried cam locking it. You know when you you know you, yeah. lift, you lift it with your toe and you put your weight down on it and then you you know you yep. cam it over. No, yep. it, did, it didn't work. So
1: right.
0: I'm just trying to figure out what kind of backup system I want to do for this. Like either leave my um, lineman's belt on. Or do like another like tether down to, or you know, like like a prusik line from the tether down to another point on my harness or whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, any saddle hunter guys listening to this, they're probably chuckling like, you know, you idiot, you're gonna ditch all that stuff after you trust it. But you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm I've never been in the in the thing before, so I'm I'm just always like, you know, I like I like safety, you know, i'll like backup. but Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it though. I what you you probably I I know they kind of ramped up production. And um okay. they're actually making them just like just I don't know ten minutes away from me here, you know, in Jordan. yeah,
1: it's it's a Minnesota company, isn't yep
0: yeah, they're down in Jordan. They're literally like f- yeah. 10, fifteen minutes away, you know, for me nice. so um, but uh, yeah, they, I think they've they've ramped up production, but I, mm-hmm. I I don't know what the lead times are gonna be, but I mean, I would probably order one like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> know. You know, because no. you know, yeah. any one of them, or or the you know the other like Arrowhunter, for example, you know that they came out with that new Flex or whatever. Or, yep. You I know,
1: might, I might try one of those instead if yeah. I can get one faster.
0: Yeah, I'm we'll not see. sure. I'm not sure about them, but I'm yeah. I'm really looking forward to it because I don't necessarily think that there is trees that I couldn't get into with the XOP. Yeah, it's just and and half the time I'm on the ground anyway which is probably why I'm unsuccessful but right. you know I uh I just it, it it's the bulk it's uh yeah. it, you know it's setting up it's lugging that thing mm-hmm. up a tree even as light as it is relatively compared to like older stands steel stands mm-hmm. it's still still a pain in the ass you know it and it's is. and I still don't feel super secure in the thing anyway and I'm like well I might as well be hanging there and brace myself, you know, like everyone says it's easier to shoot out of a saddle than it is out of a tree stand, you know, so we'll see, I don't know.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited because of, uh, well, you know, here in Minnesota we can't leave hang on stands in a tree on public land.
0: Not that it stops Um, people from doing that, but yeah. What's that? I said not that it stops people from doing that, but yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they stake their claim on that tree, but...
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. But so, I mean, for me, like I said, I, 98% of what I do is public land. Right. And uh, especially when you get towards that uh, last week of October to, like, the third week of November, pretty much all I do is run and gun, um, like, set up, like, find sign, like, fresh sign, and then set up right on top of it. Right. Um, that's, that's, like, my my strategy every year and, it, and it's worked out pretty good for me in the past but uh the past couple of years have been really rough for me hunting but
0: have you shot anything with with your stick bowls yet or no
1: no no yeah, last year was my first year hunting this will be my second um i missed a couple last year um i got really close when i went up to south dakota on a couple meal deer, but just if i would have i i left the day before i was planning on you know i left a day early and i think if i would have stuck it out one more day i think i would have shot one but yeah i hunted my ass off around here and i missed two deer and those were really the only two opportunities i had last year and i hunted hard like yeah i mean i hunted hard but uh it was really tough it, it was more making big mistakes um that, that oh. with a compound i would have gotten away with easily um, so I still had that compound hunter mindset
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it cost me a few Yeah, years. no, um,
0: the, the, the two opportunities that I had quote unquote, or would have had are completely like, I mean, it was amateur hour for me because one, yeah. I was in the tree and I was actually doing like a little vlog talking to my phone about yep. the, actually I was talking about the XOP or how, you know, the, the back of the bat wing or whatever grips the tree, blah, 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 blah. And I mean, yep. I'm doing this right at like you know prime time you know like 15 minutes yep. before sunset kind of thing i'm like what am i doing and i hear I mean, and the deer was coming out right from exactly where i was set up to for it to come out yep. at and all i hear is just this thing you can hear it on the video on one of my youtube videos thing starts blowing yep. gone i'm like you got to be fucking shitting me you yep. know i mean <laughs> amateur i mean i was moving i was talking i don't know whether it heard me or saw me or both you know but right. man i'm like you stupid idiot and then yeah um and then later in the late season, I don't know if I would have had a chance, but I was uh, hunkered down in this tree. And they were going to come down by this, by this they were going to cross this little creek. And they were coming off of this private reserve kind of place. Um, and I was sitting just perfect when my we back to the thing. And I happened to turn around, I mean, completely unlucky timing. I turned around yeah. and there were four does sitting there. And they were ah. just about to cross the creek, and they would have crossed probably about less than 10 yards from me. I don't know if, oh, if they, when they started coming up my side of the creek bank, they would have seen me and blown anyway. But yep. I turned around, and we looked at each other. They didn't even blow. They just kind of, I mean, they almost made a face at me like, Phew, asshole, yep. and just kind of turned around and just trotted oh, yeah. the other way. They didn't even do me the dignity of, like, giving up a white flag. You know, they just turned around and went the other way. I'm like, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: I, I got schooled pretty hard by the Whitetails last year. It was yeah. embarrassing, actually, to be honest. Um,
0: well, pretty... there's always this year, and I'm I'm definitely doing the the saddle game, and I'm definitely doing yeah. the um the the gilly thing. I've got I've got a gilly going on, yep. and uh, you know I've been wearing that I wore it a little bit for um for turkey season. And yeah. uh, I had, you know, I've got everything trimmed out, you know, on my arms and this and that, and it's I'm just using the top, and I'm I'm definitely yep. gonna, you know, try and implement that more, you know what I mean, and kind Absolutely. of haul that in with me, but, you know, the beauty, yep. I think, of a saddle is, yeah, you got to hang it, you got you got to bring sticks or whatever if you're gonna get up, but I mean, if you get there. And you feel like hunting on the ground, you don't feel mm-hmm. obligated to hang the stand just because you hiked it in a mile on your back. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs>
1: you're you're basically wearing your tree stand in, and it's not any yeah. different than wearing a safety harness,
0: really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the so, whole the whole setup is like I haven't weighed the whole setup yet. I think I I got everything yeah. put together last night. I got you know, I I, I you know redid my 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 line, my lineman's belt ropes, and I got all my yep. you know shit on my. Um, tether and whatnot and i'm actually waiting for one of those little pouches the mm-hmm. um the sis hauler or whatever they call it yep. um yep. that but i mean that's whatever that's no big deal but uh right. it's, it's definitely going to be definitely going to be a lighter setup and I'm, I'm i'm really anxious to use those um uh, the the nader sweater thing i don't know how that's going to work you know you got to be yeah. a little bit limber to use those things and you right. know i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a good college try here so we'll see
1: oh yeah for sure yeah, I mean, I'm going the same route. Um, a lot, Quite a bit of ground hunting in a ghillie. I need to get a ghillie. Uh, I have a snow ghillie for coyote hunting and stuff. but um, And then, yeah, definitely the tree saddle thing because, I mean, like I said, I do all that running gun stuff, and yep. it just gets old packing in a stand, you know. I agree. And, I mean, you know, the thing is, at noon sometimes I might have noticed in the dark i might have noticed something new fresh sign on the way in under my headlamp Mm -hmm. and you know i might want to switch up at noon if nothing's going on move over to that spot you know so packing a tree stand around is just a major pain yeah and uh and you know the ground hunting thing would kind of solve that too but i like to be elevated for sure because well, yeah, I oh mean, it's definitely an obvious,
0: advantage but... i mean hell it's, it's definitely an advantage i mean i i like ground hunting because mostly because i'm impatient you know I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fidgeter which is half my problem which is why i don't have like you know my freezer empty right now is because i'm a fidgeter you know yeah, i don't definitely. i don't i don't like sitting there like motionless you know no matter what you know what yeah, i mean I so i like to get up and move around I'm like oh okay 15 minutes here nothing's happening i'm just gonna get up and Walk around a little bit and hunker down yep. over there, and again, nothing happens. But at least I felt like I did something, or it'll yeah, turn exactly. into a squirrel hunt, you know. <laughs> so.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's that's why I'm hooked on western hunting. um Yeah. Like, I could easily give up whitetail hunting and just hunt elk or mule deer or whatever every year, and not. I mean, I love my whitetails. Don't get me wrong, but. Something about hunting, especially the mule deer. I haven't elk hunted yet. I'm going next year, 2020. Mm. Um, but with uh, AJ, uh, dang it, I'll, I'll F up his name, but Dubay. Um, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I'm sure you've seen him on different pages and whatnot. I think but so, he's yeah. He's a super cool guy from Montana. Um, we've been friends on Facebook and whatnot for quite a while now. So super good guy. So he's invited me out there to hunt for the, like, the past three years um but you know like mule deer man i'm hooked on them um because i mean you can it's action all day long and um yeah so i'm excited to try the tree saddle thing um i definitely need to get it sooner than later and i'm excited for the ground hunting ghillie suit deal too because that's going to be fun so
0: yeah yeah agreed yeah well, all right, man. We've been doing like an hour and fifteen almost here. Yeah, I should probably wrap so, it up. Yeah, I got to wrap it up. Thanks for coming on with me. Yeah, no problem. We're gonna problem. have to man, we're gonna awesome. have to hook up again when uh, before the season starts here to see if anything else has changed or if you've got in your widows or anything like that. You know, and, definitely. And see what your yeah. uh, your your final final setup's gonna be. You say you're gonna be a one bow guy, but I don't believe it. So we'll see. It, it'll <laughs> be it'll
1: end up being more like three bows.
0: Three, yeah, right. So. <laughs> but still, yeah. All right, man, um, why don't you uh, go ahead and give a shout-out to uh, the podcast you're on and where everyone can, can find you and stuff.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm part of the Lethal Bowhunting podcast. Um, I have three other hosts, uh, Matt, Garrett, and um, Rob, and it's been fun. Um, we do a lot of similar to this podcast. mm mm-hmm. um, a lot of gear reviews and crap like that coming up whatever but it's fun stuff we probably piss a few people off but oh well it's nah, okay. um you can find this on facebook instagram um all the major uh podcast um outlets i guess yep um stitcher Podbean, i believe um all the big ones i'm and, still not uh, on stitcher
0: i don't know if i need more uh, subs or not but i still can't seem to get on stitcher for some reason Oh really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That that's pretty much all I use anymore. I don't know why, but it just works. Probably, yeah, I guess. Huh. And uh, where else are we 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 are I don't know where the website is. Uh, how far how far along that is, but there will be a website coming at some point. Or well, there is a website, but there's not anything on there right now. Right. So that that'll get updated soon, I hope so it's just been we've been busy so it's been tough getting that put together but it's kind of been on the back burner but uh yeah that's our our deal so
0: and you're blaine facebook, swanson instagram. on uh, facebook
1: yep and, stick, and then, uh,
0: stick flinger was it stick flinger what, 97 or whatever on
1: yep stick flinger 97 oh. on the instagram that's me um dang it i'm horrible i can't remember uh matt matt's on there and garrett's on there too um garrett i believe is the squats and oats or something like that and then uh matt i can't remember his handle on there he's not on there very much neither one of them are but i'm pretty active on instagram right yeah my preferred platform social media platform so just because it's mostly pictures and less drama so yeah yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> a lot a lot of that going on lately <laughs> oh good lord that's another
1: podcast so. we, won't, we won't go
0: into that one today but yeah nope. let's, let's follow along hashtag, today on some of them hashtag
1: trad veins.
0: yeah oh jesus christ <laughs> yeah anywho yeah all right man well uh thanks everyone for listening um if you want to go check these guys out and uh i will talk to you guys again uh, next time thanks